Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Dylan Passage joins me on the air. Dylan, good evening to you. How are you doing? How are you keeping? All right. Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. It's been kind of crazy, I, but holding I be- in there. I believe you're a big fan of Ireland, by the way. Somebody told me you're a fan of it, Ireland. <laughs> yes, it is my favorite country, and I absolutely love y'all's accent. Have you ever Have you ever been here? No, I've not, but I'm going to once this quarantine is lifted. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, you guys are in the same situation that we're in, obviously. And are, you, are you allowed to leave your home, or is it the same type of lockdown that we're experiencing at the moment? Yeah, so we can actually walk around and stuff. I mean, they recommend wearing a mask, okay. but they're not too strict on it. Okay. And, okay, so did you honestly believe that this Netflix uh, mockumentary or documentary, um, did you believe it was going to be as popular as it's turned out to be? I mean, it was a number one on Netflix for weeks and weeks and weeks. People are addicted to the life of Joe Exotic. Joe has got everything he's always wanted in his wildest dreams. He's now one of the most popular people in the world. Did you believe it was going to be that big? No, absolutely nobody thought it was going to be this big. Like, even the producers were pretty shocked that, you know, mm-hmm. people were so interested in it. Like, they knew it was a good story, but had no idea it was going to be like this. I mean, you were quite young when you came into this. You were 21 years of age. We really only saw you towards the very end. And I, I, I mean, we, we didn't get to find out really how you met him because we just saw Joe getting ready for his date. This is after Travis had sadly taken his life. We saw Joe going, getting ready for a date. So how did you guys actually meet? I mean, when did you, first of all, discover you were gay? I mean, I'm assuming that was at an early age, was it? Yeah, I mean, I, I came out as gay at 16. Um, but no, I met Joe online. And then the night before what you y'all saw on like the TV series, the uh, the date the night before it. Um, I went me and my cousin went down to his little bar restaurant that he had. It was called the Safari Bar and it was karaoke night and he sang to me and okay. and then we went home and yeah, so And it was this the bar by the way that he was serving the pizzas with the meat from Walmart. No. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I, I mean I'm that what... was like the pizza restaurant on park. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, well, he was a lot older than you. I mean, is it something that you're interested in older men anyway? Or is that was he just such a charismatic guy that you just kind of fell for him? I mean, I've liked older guys. I mean, not necessarily as old as Joseph. Um, but, I mean, he he's just super energetic and, like, people gravitate towards him. And, you know, our relationship wasn't really romantic at first. It was more um, like a companionship. You know, he had just lost Travis a few months before. Mm-hmm. And he was super lonely and depressed. And when he met me, I was in a pretty bad too. So had you, know, you, had, you come, animals, had you come out of a bad relationship or something like that? Or yeah, I was in I was in a pretty bad relationship, and it didn't end well. And then you know I started partaking in things I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know Joe Joe just helped me get away from all the negative things I was doing. And um, yeah. Okay, and so, he, you know, was just, he was just helping me out, so it was, uh, it was pretty nice. But I definitely grew to love Joe because of who he is. I mean, you had a huge interest in animals, anyway. In your own bio, you say that animals are cooler than humans. Did you have many? <laughs> did you did you have many animals before you met Joe and before you kind of went to see the, the the zoo? Did you have any animals yourself? 
mainly just like dogs and cats and like a few snakes. Okay. Um, I've had birds growing up, so I mean, I've just kind of always been around it. Maybe not as exotic as tigers, but I mean, yeah, what, I've always loved animals. What was it like when when he brought you over and we saw that clip? Uh, I think it was probably the day after you met him or the day after you had your date. And he brought you over, and there's this kind of 400-pound lion in a cage, and he's going, yeah, go on, put your hand in, it'll be okay. <laughs> Did, I mean, was, yeah. that, was that terrifying? <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit, but it was so exciting at the same time. Like, you know, very few people are actually able to interact with tigers, and to be able to do that was just, it was mind-blowing. I mean, were you never fearful when you got to know Joe more and you would have been around the park a lot more and you were watching Joe going in and out of cages with these massive animals who were capable of taking you apart in seconds? Were you ever fearful yourself that you might be attacked or that he, because you loved him so much, that he'd be a goner? At one stage, we did see him being dragged by the foot uh, across one of the cages. Were you ever fearful that would be the end of his life someday? You know, sometimes, you know, at first it was kind of nerve-wracking, but after seeing him do it over and over and over and, like, how the animals react with him, um, I mean, the animals really cared about him. And, you know, it Mm. was just I had faith in him if he had faith in himself, so. Well, I suppose when you came on the scene, was it in and around, well, probably a little bit before that, Jeff Lowe came along, uh, because obviously Joe was in huge financial difficulty because he'd been sued as well at that stage by Carol Baskin, and he owed quite a substantial amount of money, needed money. What was your impression of Jeff? I mean, did did you get on with him at all, or did you think he was just in there, because a lot of people believe he was in there to take the park from Joe? So Jeff came along way before I was around, like a couple years maybe, and... Um, you know, whenever I finally met him, I mean, I didn't really care too much for him. Uh, he's not my kind of person to, to deal with. Um, and he definitely like wanted to do, he saw something he could get his hands on and, and he took it. But Joe was a clever guy. I mean, we could see that through other thing. He, I mean, Joe was quite good at manipulating media, et cetera, et cetera. He was a clever guy in some sense. And it's surprising that Joe didn't see that. Was he complete? Was Joe taken by this guy? Do you think? Um, I don't know. Joe. Joe was. I guess Jeff was just ra- waving money in Joe's face, and you know, Joe was like, "Okay, this guy could ha- possibly help me." You know. So I mean, he didn't hesitate, and he put Jeff's name on the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe is very rash, and he doesn't think about situations before. He just thinks about like, like fixing it immediately, not the next consequences. Yeah, he kind of just acts impulsively, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, would would you say that the Tiger King is a fair description of yours and Joe's life, or do you feel it was exaggerated in any way? I mean, the actual program itself and what we saw. I mean, do you think it was a fair depiction of Joe's life and your life and everybody else's life? Um, yeah, I, I think that the show was really accurate. Uh, the producers stayed pretty true to the people. Um, you know, they showed more of Joe's negative aspects, but, you know, he was super sweet behind the cameras and super helpful. Do you think Joe was so sh- showing off a little out. bit in front of the camera? Do you think he was putting on a bit of bravado in front of the camera? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Um, you know, in front of the camera, that's who you guys know as Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. Um, behind it, he's just a completely different person. I mean, he still has the same energy, yeah. but he's not acting crazy. And do you still have tigers, by the way? Have you still got tigers yourself? Um, at another zoo in Oklahoma, yeah. Okay. We okay. moved uh, my personal animals. And how many do you have? Um, I have one tiger and one tiger. Okay. 
And what are the lot? Because I mean, that's kind of uncharted territory in this country. Because I don't think you're allowed to keep a tiger in this country. What are the laws now? Are you allowed to keep a tiger in America now? You still are, yeah. Yeah, um, it just depends on the state. Um, some of them allow you to own them, but others do not. And you just have to have like permits usually. Now I know there was a lot of footage that was shot of you. Um, that wasn't shown in the program. Uh, there was a few interviews that you did that weren't actually put in. Were you disappointed by that, or were you happy enough to kind of stay out of the limelight? Oh, I was so happy that I only had, like, my two minutes of screen time um, because, you know, they made everybody else look pretty crazy, and, I mean, I smoked a lot of weed, so, <laughs> you know, most of my interviews, I was pretty stoned, <laughs> and so I'm glad they didn't use those ones. right. And what has life been like since the program, by the way? I'm sure you're getting plenty of offers now, Dylan, by the way. Are you getting fan mail from all over the world? Oh, see, nobody has my address, thank God. Um, But, you know, I have a really good management team, and they are, you know, keeping me organized. and, And some things are happening. But, you know, I can't say too much, but I'm super excited for the What, are you you getting your own show? (laughs) No. The Dylan Passage Show. I could see it in the headlights, in the headlines now. Dylan Passage Show. Are you going to get your own show? Because I think people would be happy to see some of the characters from Tiger King get their own show because I think people became quite attracted to a lot of the characters. No, but I mean, there's there's already another show in the works on investigative discovery that airs. They're hoping is going to air in like three, four months. Okay. Um, and then possibility of another Netflix thing. Okay, and where would we be going with the other Netflix thing? Would that be down to, I suppose, what I, George I Jeff no is doing idea. now? <laughs> I have no idea. It's just kind of been talk. Okay, and have you, I mean, we saw a lot of Doc Antle in the program. Now, he denies that he took part in the show. He said he did those clips for what he thought was another documentary and didn't think it had anything to do with Joe Exotic's documentary and Tiger King. I mean, did you get to meet Doc Antle <laughs> at all? Because he was a kind of strange character. Yeah, I met Doc. I mean, you know, they they kind of made him look a little more intense than he really is. Um, he's super down to earth. And, um, yeah, so the producers definitely did lie to him and Carol as well and Jeff just so they could get the, the insight of what's happening at their parks, I guess. Um, and they told them, you know, it was probably, they're, oh, we're filming for a different thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so he but, was of the impression yeah. it was a different documentary, nothing to do with Joe, because he said he didn't want to have to do with Joe's documentary. And but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't deny, by the way, his lifestyle that you know he did admit that he has three girlfriends at the one time. And, yeah, I mean, if if that's what he wants to do, then I mean, I feel like he should be able to do that. Well, well, there's no as long as the girls are happy enough to do it with him, I suppose, and he's not doing anything illegal. Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. So long, yeah. But he's a very he's a very controlling type of character, isn't he? Um, I mean, I guess he's set in his ways, you know, I would never participate in that kind of stuff, but, mm. you know, if that's what some people are into, then go for it. They're not hurting anybody. They really help the community and um, the animal world, so, and, and they teach a lot about big cats, you know, and it's hard to get people yeah. to, to really understand what's going on, and he, he shows a very good relationship between the the handlers and all the animals, so. Yeah, he seems to run a tight ship, all right. That's without a shadow of a doubt. I'm going yeah. to get to I'm going to get to Joe in a second because I know I know you still obviously have your relationship with him. But before I do that, I want to obviously we need to talk about Carol Baskin, uh, who ran the animal uh, sanctuary in Tampa, who was the bane of Joe's life and the very reason that Joe is in jail for the next twenty two years. Um, unless Donald Trump does something about that, we'll talk about that in a second as well. But I mean, Carol Baskin, she was made out to be the villain. 
uh, accusations of her killing her former husband and feeding him to the tigers. Um, and a bit of a crazy cat lady, according to the documentary. Uh, did you meet her? Have you met her? No, I've never met Carol. I mean, she destroyed Joe's life, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, she, she harassed him and tortured him forever. Um, you know, so he's, he, he's been through quite a lot of things. And how does he talk about her? When he, when he, because I know on camera, of course, he had like effigies of her that he'd blow up and shoot and all sorts of things. Um, you know, so it kind of oh, gave, yeah. gave the impression that he really didn't like her and wanted to kill her. But behind the scenes, when he was talking to you about her, was there really that much hatred? No, we, we really never talked about Carol or any of his business stuff. Whenever he came home, he wanted to leave all the drama with the park at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did live on the zoo, so it was very kind of hard to get away from that. But no, he never talked about Carol. I mean, just about like the lawsuits and stuff, but never, and like about Don's death, but never about, you know, yeah, um, anything like that. I mean, okay, so after Jeff took over the zoo and you guys moved off, uh, where, did, where did you move to, by the way, after that, after, after that point? Uh, we went to another place in Oklahoma for a little while, and then Joe wanted to, you know, move, so he asked where I wanted to go, and I said the beach, and okay. so we came to Florida. All right. And when did you first know he had been arrested, and did you have any clue that he was in trouble up to that point? I mean, I know, I think as far as I remember, he was going for a job somewhere, and he was arrested uh, as he was going there. Was that was that what happened? I mean, yeah, I kind of knew something was up just because Joe was, like, trying to, like, he got, a, like, a burner phone, and, I don't know, it was just, like, a weird situation, and he was always, like, nervous about what Jeff was posting on Facebook, um, but, you know, he was applying for going to, like, put in his resume at the hospital, and... Um, for what, a job? A was he, was he, was he going for a job in the hospital? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And then... You know, I was at the gym and I get a call and he's like, hey, I'm in the back of a U.S. Marshal's car. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. They're not going to tell me why they're arresting me. I was like, okay. And then so I went down there to pick up his truck and I didn't find out till the mediation what was going on. And I was just absolutely mind blown. And, and I'm assuming you were very upset by the whole thing, apart from anything else. But I mean, I'm sure devastated. But... Did you know at that stage what they were charging him with? Uh, the mediation, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when they told me. But up till that point, no, I had no idea. I mean, he was charged, obviously, you know, with cruelty to animals. He was obviously charged with, I suppose, their version or whatever the wording they used of the charges. It's, it's murder for hire or conspiracy to murder, whatever way you want to word it. Yeah. And, I mean, was he out? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember that, but was he out on bail then before he had to go to court or did, was that it? Was he locked no, up from that point? No, he didn't. He didn't get any bail, no. Okay, so you he never you never bail. got to see him again then after that? No, that's the last time I've seen him in person. And how often do you get to talk to him now? Um, you know, while he was in Oklahoma for the whole year and a half, we talked every day, like three to five times a day. It was like we had scheduled times when he would call me. Okay. Um, but, you know, since he's been moved to Fort Worth, um, I haven't really been able to speak to him too many times, maybe like three or four at this point. And why do they move him to Fort Worth? Because uh, it's a, just a medical facility. Um, 
the COVID stuff is pretty bad, and Joe has uh, an autoimmune disease. Okay. All right. So for his own safety, they've moved him somewhere where I suppose he could isolate better. I mean, and how yeah. and how is yeah. he dealing with prison? Because he doesn't strike me as a sort of person who's going to be able to deal with, you know, kind of tough guys in prison who could give him a hard time. How is he dealing with that? Um, he's definitely had his ups and downs. Um, you know, at first it was super hard. Lexi, calm down. My dog, she thinks she's going to be brave. <laughs> um, uh, but... Lexi, come down. Come here. Um, you know, it was really hard at first, but, you know, he, he eventually, like, got used to it. But now it, now that he's been moved again, um, it's like a new place and new rules and all the crazy stuff. And he's locked up and can't have too much phone access or access to the computer. So he's pretty miserable right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll, he gets out of isolation finally on the 14th, I believe. Okay. And how are you coping yeah. with the fact that you're not getting to talk to him now very much, maybe two or three times a week or whatever it happens to be, or two or three times since he went there? How are you coping now? I mean, it's really hard just because there's so many things going on right now that Joe, like, needs to know and be a part of, and, like, nobody can talk to him. So it's, it's, it's kind of stressful. And this is the most bizarre twist in this whole, whole story, is that the whole documentary is about this guy, this very strange man, who wants to be famous um, and wants to be in the limelight, he even ran for presidency, for governor, and he wants to be famous. And when he does eventually become famous, he's in jail and doesn't get to enjoy it. That must be breaking his heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's really upset about it, you know, because then all the people who, who have, like, have set him up and put him in the place he's at, you know, they're getting all this fame and, and he's just, He's not, he's he's not around, there. yeah, he's he not around can't. to capitalize on yeah. this at all. Yeah, and he doesn't even fully understand, like, how popular he is right now, um, which I think may be a little better. But, mm. yeah, he's definitely upset that all the other people are getting the attention because he was arrested, you know. Yeah, I mean, does he has he seen the documentary, do you think? Has he seen any of us? No, he's not, but he's had guards, like, show him the memes and stuff going around, and he thinks they're absolutely hilarious. Okay, so he's only seen like memes and little short clips and stuff like that. He's, he has, yeah. so he has no, so he has no idea that he's famous, not just in America, but right around the whole world. Yep, <laughs> that's it's it's incredible when you take into consideration what the purpose of the documentary was was to make him famous or this man who wanted to be famous and now he's famous and can't enjoy it. I mean, yep. I mean, it's going to be tough for you to stick this out for twenty two years, but I know a reporter recently. Asked Donald Trump, that's how famous Joe is now. During a press conference, uh, Stephen Nelson from the New York Post asked Donald Trump if you'd consider pardoning Joe. Um, Trump did say, by the way, he'll have to take a look at it. I mean, do you think there's a possibility of him being pardoned? Um, You know, there is a possibility just because there's so much evidence that wasn't even used in court um, that could prove his innocence. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he's completely innocent. He definitely did some things wrong, but um, he was super excited to hear even that President Trump was going to look into his case. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could happen, and it you know it might not, but fingers crossed, you know. And I mean, are you going to stick? Well, let's let's just say for argument's sake, unfortunately, it doesn't work out, and I hope it does for your sake as well. But are you going to stick by him? I mean, I'm going to support Joe for you know the rest of the time he's in there. It's a, long, um, it's a long time. You're a young man, Dylan, too. You know, I mean, you're, you're in 20, Yeah, I mean, and yeah. 
Joe's given me, you know, the opportunity. He's like, hey, you know, I don't want you to be lonely for the rest of your life. If you want to move on, you can move on. And he would, like, support me. But I don't have any interest in doing that right now. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just focused on what I'm doing and, you know, you're happy enough getting being, Joe out of jail. You're, you're happy enough on. being kind of single outside at the moment. Um, and until the, I mean, he says that, obviously, he wants to bring everybody else down. Uh, the people who put him away and the people who supported him going away to jail. Um, yeah. do, you, do you think he has the evidence to take others down or take others with him? Um, you know, I mean, he could. I don't really know too much. Um, or but, if you, I mean, or if you do know, you're not telling us. Joe Joe, <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe doesn't, Joe doesn't forget things. So, you know, he may be getting old, but, but he's got a really good memory. He can point out in his filing cabinet exactly which folder and how many papers of whatever there is, he knows. And there was obviously suggestions that he has, well, we all saw the fire in the middle of the, I think it was kind of in episode three or four, there was a fire um, where his studio and all his hard drives and everything and all his documentation was burnt. We saw him burning documentation too in the last episode um, and setting fire to stuff. Now that could have been dramatic for the, the documentary as well. But in saying that, does he still have those hard drives where he claims he has evidence that could take other people down? Um, you know, the producers of the show have all the hard drives that Joe ever had, so um, mm -hmm. I have no idea what is even on them. I haven't been through them. And in relation to Carol Baskin, you know, the last we saw of her really was celebrating with her husband, Howard, or this is not the one that she fed to the Tigers, but the, the one that she's currently with, um, celebrating. I mean, you must you must have a hatred for her now as well because of what she's done to your life because she's taken your partner away for the next 22 years. You know, I mean, Carol definitely had a part in it, but I'm not going to hold a grudge on her because she's not the one who fed Joe up. That was just low. Um, and there's evidence to prove that he did, so it's just, it's all it's all going to come out in Joe's appeal. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff is doing okay for himself now. Him and his um, his partner Lauren, they're doing okay. They've they've got their own wildlife park now as well, uh, and they have Joe's. Um, uh, have have you spoken to either of them since? No, I don't. I don't have any relationship with them. But I know that they don't have that other park. <laughs> oh, that's gone, is it? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. And what happened to it? James, James, James Garrison, he took um, he took all the... Not James Garrison. Crap, I forget his name. But the dude who was working with him. Okay. He, um, Tim Stark, he took all his animals back to his zoo. Is this the is this the guy... I'm trying to remember his name now. The guy with, that... With the monkey. With the monkey around his neck the whole time. Oh, okay. Stark, was it? Yeah, Tim Stark. Yeah. He, he took all his animals back because Jeff wasn't doing anything. And is he still with the other guy, who I can't remember his name, the guy that allegedly Joe asked to kill Carol Baskin, and this is the guy that was also kind of all part of the setup as well. He said he, he said Joe gave him $3,000 out of a $5,000 <laughs> fee. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, is Jeff still with him? I have no idea. They've been best friends for a long time. They're both from South Carolina, so mm -hmm. they've just, they're, they're probably still friends. So when is Joe's appeal, or when, when do you think he might get his appeal? I have no idea. Uh, the lawyers say it could take up to a year, mm -hmm. um, but we won't know until, you know, the courts decide. And is he still making music in jail? Because he was very fond of his singing. Is he still making music while he's in there? Is he able to do something like that? 
I mean, he might be like writing songs. I have no idea, but I don't think he can necessarily record anything. <laughs> I know. I'm, but a lot of people, now you can clarify this, but a lot of people are saying that the songs that were in the show that, that Joe recorded, it wasn't actually Joe at all. It was somebody else and Joe was just miming. Was it because, I mean, it sounds great. I mean, if you're a country and western fan, it sounds really good stuff like, but was it Joe? Um, some of the songs were Joe and he did write some of the more personal ones because they were about his brother and family and stuff like that. But but some of the other songs were not Joe's uh, voice. Yeah, but the the ones that he was meant to be singing, he was genuinely singing them. So he, in other words, he can sing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw like the clip while he's driving in the truck. That was the clip yeah, I was referring to earlier on when we were talking about it. I said he did seem to sing along to the song pretty much like yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah. He did. He he can sing sometimes. <laughs> but he's got he smokes cigarettes too much. He's got a very raspy voice. Yeah. So he's I, definitely tuned up a little bit. And I mean life for you now, Dylan, and you're famous now, whether you like it or not. I mean I know initially you probably didn't want to be so much because Weird, that, yeah. as we stayed out of it. How has your life changed? I mean, I mean, can you walk down the... Well, when I say can you walk down the street, it's difficult at the moment because now people, people aren't really walking down the streets anymore. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, do you get noticed by people when you, people see you around? Are people asking you for autographs or...? You know, I mean, it's happened a few times and like a police officer has asked me, some people at the grocery store, and I'm just like, it's, it's just weird because I don't feel famous and... I look completely different, so, like, I hope that that helps people not notice me. Um, I cut my hair and, you know. So, unlike, know. unlike Joe, you're not into the, it. you're not really into the fame, unlike Joe. <laughs> no, no, that's all Joe ever wanted, you know, it only took him going to jail to get it, but, yeah. you know, it happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, if he manages to get himself out of jail, I mean, he could do particularly well out of this, couldn't he? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's some opportunities that lawyers are looking over currently. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. But when he gets out of jail, I mean, you, I know you probably know that he filed a really big lawsuit. Mm -hmm. When he gets pardoned or gets out of jail or a lesser sentence, whenever, he's going to win that. Immediately, like, just automatically, like, it's going to happen. He's going to get that lawsuit. So he's going to be set for the rest of his life if, you know, he's able to get out of there. I mean... Well, by the way, I, when you do come to Ireland, and I know you want to come to Ireland, I'd love you to just pop in and say hello to us. Yeah, because hopefully at that stage we'll be allowed to have studio guests back in here again. Uh, so I'd like you to come in and say hello to us when you do come over to Ireland. You're very welcome to come over to us. But I mean, yes, for sure. Yeah, and in in relation to your relationship with Joe, I mean, did did Joe get a large? Did he get paid well for that documentary in the end? I mean, did he? I mean, did you get paid well? Did everybody that was involved? you know, financially gain from that? Or was it just a kind of payoff at the start and that was it, that was all you got? Um, I mean, it wasn't really too much money, but everyone got paid. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I don't know how much any everybody else got paid, but yeah. Because the directors on Netflix have made some amount of money out of this program. I mean, it is the Way most... too many, yeah. Way too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, without a, it was a number one on Netflix right across the world. I mean, for weeks yeah. and weeks. Everybody's been talking about it. You know, if it's not COVID-19 yeah. we're talking about, it's the Tiger King. <laughs> so you can tell Joe he was, he was as popular as the coronavirus, <laughs> if, that's, <laughs> if that's of any value to him. Well, listen, it was lovely talking to you, Dylan. 
and and I yes, wish you, and I wish you well. And I know you're missing Joe, and I know life is probably a bit difficult for you at the moment, and it's difficult for you to cope with everything that's going on. And the fact that he's not here doesn't really help you very much. And I know that must be very difficult for you as a young man. So I do wish you well, and I hope um, Joe gets back out of jail very soon. Maybe Donald Trump will interject and get him back out again. But uh, we wish you well anyway. And the next time you come over, come over and see us. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. See you, Dylan. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.